0: Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. I'm Nate Larkin. I'm here with Aaron Porter. We're sitting across the table from each other.
1: Looking eye to eye. Uh, (laughs) Yes,
0: and and not through a screen. This is
1: very cool. True, but you still wouldn't know if I'm wearing pants or not. (laughs) Because there is a
0: table between us. Maybe Uh, not. I am a little disappointed because I imagined... Uh, a few um, a month or so ago that we would record this episode in Scotland well, we were we were we, too damn busy we were kind of busy yeah yeah it, that the the weekend flew it was a fantastic weekend and it went at 90 miles an hour it was over all too soon uh you stayed around after i left town I you did,
1: stayed in Edinburgh but, but don't worry days. i didn't come home earlier than 1:30 or 2 any morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> i
1: was i was hearing about guys like Saying to you or others, "I'm not staying up with
0: Aaron again." <laughs> is, is that true? Was that said? Yes, it was. It That's was. ridiculous. You're definitely a night owl, man. Well,
1: we're in Scotland. <laughs> I don't want to waste time. I can sleep when I come home. Yeah. Uh, so yes, we went. We came back. Here we are. How's
0: your jet lag? Oh, fine. fine Excellent. Fine. Yeah,
1: I'm fine. We're fine.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I I came home really so. Uh, encouraged, so invigorated, it was um, really for me just so inspiring. Here it was, it was, it was a, it was a small step, but a huge first step for the Samson Society. This is our first um, Samson retreat that I'm aware of uh, outside the boundaries of the United States. Mm-hmm. And we had guys from England, Sweden, Germany, Ukraine.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and That was only, you know, there's
0: four guys there and that's where they were. <laughs> we, had, we had six guys who came from this side of the pond mm-hmm. and uh, eight guys from that side of the pond. And as it turned out, uh, that was the perfect number of guys for the facility where we wound up. A beautiful uh, young life camp, Cairn Bray, about an hour outside of uh, Scotland. Edinburgh? Uh, uh, yeah, outside of Edinburgh in Scotland. Uh beside a small lake, there was a path around the lake that you I could— I believe it was a loch, but okay. okay. or a pond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a loch. Okay. It wasn't loch-ness, but it was a loch. It was, it was gorgeous. You I could s- walk around the loch in about 40 minutes, 45 minutes. And on the far side, about halfway around, opposite, almost directly opposite the camp, was what, Aaron? Was a tower, a piece of a.
1: I mean, we can't call it a castle. It was a tower. Yes, and it was built in the six hundreds. <laughs> the six hundreds. Yeah, just just kind of
0: sitting there, covered by vines.
1: And what were those flowers? People knew what they were called. Oh yeah.
0: Oh shoot, I've forgotten. Right, they were but everywhere. they were beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Like, so there were these blooming
1: flowers. Yeah, arising up from out of the beautiful flowers. Yeah. A, a structure from the 600s. Yeah, yeah. This is not my norm. I'm from
0: California. <laughs> Nothing there has happened. You know. Nothing, more than 75 years old, right? Yeah, it really, yeah. yeah. I
1: lived in a house that was 100 years old, and it was like, mm. I am living. Well, they kept trying to make it a historical uh, site. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, beautiful place. And what a great bunch of guys. Oh. And, and I have to say, every time we do a retreat... I don't think a lot about who we're gonna meet, mm-hmm. but I always end up meeting guys that
0: I really like. Yeah, I know. How many times? How many times have we walked around at a Samson retreat, going, "These are the greatest guys in the world. I like these guys. These <laughs> are great. I want to hang out with them for the rest of my life." That's right. Even if they have accents.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, in this case, it was that much better because of that. I love accents. Yeah. And frankly. I was really excited to be in a place where people would say, I had an accent.
0: Yeah. Uh, Nobody said that. But I was excited about the possibility. To me, uh, there were so many beautiful parts of this this weekend. One of them was that none of the guys who came from Europe had ever been in a face-to-face Samson meeting before. They had all attended virtual meetings, so they had the virtual experience, which, thank God for the virtual meetings. I have grown, really, to love and appreciate them. Mm, Yeah but uh they'd never actually been in the same room sat in the circle um they'd never been able to go together to a pub for the meeting after the meeting and we did that on Saturday night yes we did <laughs> and uh and it, it, uh, it was like oxygen to these guys you could just tell and and they uh, Said so in some way. Well, and we're going to hear it because uh, today
1: it's all about letting the guys talk for themselves. Oh, okay. And we're going to get some interviews of guys where they're talking about only doing virtual meetings and what it meant to be face to face. We're also going to get some interviews from that pub we were in while we were eating haggis. Uh, It's going to be kind of a bonus feature for those that don't want to listen to veiled references to testicles throughout. Yeah, but who doesn't want
0: to listen to veiled references to testicles?
1: I don't want to listen to veiled <laughs> references
0: to testicles. <laughs> <clears throat> well, let's set the scene, though. Let's set the scene for our listeners. Please. Uh, the weather, I was prepared for unremitting rain, and, and it was overcast and raining when we arrived. And But at crucial moments throughout the weekend, miraculously— the, uh, the, the 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 skies cleared. The the sun peeked through. We were able to take our Silas walks, and we here's what we did. You know, these guys ha- all it was great. Almost all the guys who came had a Silas. Uh, they maybe had never been in the same room with their Silas before, but they had an ongoing relationship with somebody that they'd connected to through virtual meetings. Uh, but we sent them off on Silas walks, and actually mixed it up so they walked with a different guy each time except I had the same guy both my first sessions, which was awesome. Okay, yeah. I won't yeah. say who
1: it is. This we is did it completely conference.
0: randomly, and if it was going to be random, then there was a chance that there would be a repeat and you were the chance. Uh, <clears throat> but guys got to have very frank, open, honest, caring uh, you know, a, 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 a time with, with a caring, compassionate listener, a fellow broken man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, we're able to tell the truth in a beautiful setting. Yeah. Uh, walking sure. around the loch or sitting in one of the uh, chalets. The chalet. Boy, man, sounds like we're skiing the entire time. It's uh, <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> and unpacking their stories from three different dimensions, three different directions mm-hmm. during the course of a, of a Saturday, a Friday and Saturday. And then I do, have to, I do have to say, I know I told you this before, but I, I, wanna, I do want to say it on air, Aaron. I knew you were the man to wrap The weekend. And you brought it on Sunday morning. I have—I n- I don't recall having ever heard uh, a more compelling, a clear and compelling uh, uh, presentation of the gospel than you gave on Sunday morning. Well,
1: I appreciate it, but it's the gospel. How's that? <laughs> how's that not <laughs> awesome? It's uh, great. And uh, and you know what? When we when we talked, uh, I'll actually. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to reveal something when we first talked in our one meeting uh, setting this up. Yeah. We had said like, "Well, let's do the same walk with the same guys." And mm-hmm. we talked about why. Then we got there and all of a sudden we went, "Okay, let's just mix it up." I thought, "Okay, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Yeah. This is not what we planned." But then after my first walk with uh with my new friend, as we were walking back, we both said, "Man, I wish we could do the second walk together. This is lame. Like,
2: uh-huh. we're only
1: doing one part of the story. Yeah. And then we both drew the numbers, and we got the same numbers for go. the second walk. And we're like, oh, maybe we just let God work this out.
0: I don't uh, know. So it was yeah. great. <clears throat> and the walk didn't just take you, by the way. It didn't just take you past uh, uh, a rhododendron-lined... The dendron. Yes. That's the flowers. Yes, and past a 7th century stone tower. Uh, it also took you through a pasture
1: mm-hmm.
0: with uh, authentic Irish cows in it, I guess.
1: <laughs> there were—oh, man. We, yeah, we met some—oh, hold on. We got— Yeah, we, not Irish cows. Scottish cows. No, no, cows. We, we met some drunk women in Edinburgh that— uh,
0: Scottish cows are not drunk women. no. Okay. But we met some drunk women uh, who were not Scottish cows. Who okay. were not Scottish that's cows. That's a terrible thing to say.
1: <laughs> anyway, go ahead. They, uh, they taught us some words uh, about there's like words for these Scottish cows. I can't remember them. Tom Mocha would remember. Okay. Because he was cornered in a room. And we was weren't sober sure at the what time. was. Okay. Yeah, we weren't sure what was happening. Okay. And then they came up and talked to the rest of us, and we went, "Oh, that's what was happening." He was truly cornered. So these Scottish cows have a great name, and uh, any of you that know Tom Mocha or write to him, ask him about it. He'll remember. Then we went to Edinburgh after this conference. And for these guys. Most of the guys went with us. Yeah. Okay. And that was the meeting after the meeting. And we're going to hear some other interviews where they talk about it as such that at the camp, we were just deep in the conversation. Yeah. Then we went to Edinburgh, and we just hung out. Yeah. And we ate. We played pool with some local people. Uh, Through darts? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Pause on this thought. Yeah. I was so looking forward to playing darts in Britain. Yeah. We found the one place. I looked for the next three days for anywhere that had darts. Yeah. They're gone. And here's the explan- The only explanation I got from a Scottish person was, we legislate a lot of things for safety. Oh, really? And that's all they said, which implies they took all sharp-pointed objects out of the country. There was literally... And this dartboard, where was it? Go ahead, describe it. There was one pool table. It was, it was right beside the pool table. So if you swung
0: around to make a shot, you'd be in the line of fire. Yeah.
1: So the people playing pool had to stop if you needed to hit from that end of the table to let the people throw the darts. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I will note, uh, Brother Ben from England, Yeah. we won the last game against those Brits. Yeah. Me and you, buddy. Yeah. We beat them. <laughs> But it was the meeting after the meeting. It was the chance to just get to know each other yeah, and talk, and many guys stayed another night. Yeah. And it was kind of like as as the next four days, three days wore on, people just drifted off to the airport. But yeah. it was the, the most extended meeting after the meeting ever. Oh, that's awesome. So Scotland is an interesting place. Um, Church of Scotland, Presbyterian. Right. John Knox. Yeah, John Knox. Um so we, the night that we went to the pub, uh, there was a soccer game going, a football game going, right. a football match. A Sorry, f- what, what do I care? I don't even care about when it's soccer. Okay. Uh, so w- many of us went downstairs to hang out with locals, uh-huh. and then many guys drifted away until it was just me and <laughs> Brian, one of our speakers uh-huh. from uh, around Berkeley, California— and one other of our friends, and Brian started hanging out with the locals.
0: As Brian is wont to do.
1: Oh, man. He's going to listen to this, but Brian is the most like my dad of anyone I've ever met. He can talk to a stranger. The rest of us just drift away Mm -hmm. and go do something else, and then Mm -hmm. he calls when he's done talking to them. Right. So he was doing this, and uh, (laughs) uh, one woman I saw go from the upright position to— to laying on a bench passed out. Okay. And then in the middle of the conversation, she shot so up and said something to, um, very tell the interesting. Story exactly so how she it was happens, sort of listening including and colorful language, and, and this is what she said. I'm going to play what Brian said. <laughs> unedited. Right,
3: um we were hanging out, the guys and I were hanging out in a pub in Creef, Scotland. And if you know anything about English or Scottish culture, there's this combination I would say of um, Real politeness and civility kind of mixed with this um, real kind of anger about religion, organized religion, and Christianity and such. And it really came out, those two things really came out, I thought, really nicely <laughs> or surprisingly that night. So I was hanging out with this one couple, this really nicely dressed couple, and we were learning about each other and we were watching the, the soccer game on, on TV. Uh, the the wife had had a, uh, clearly a lot to drink, a lot of a lot of scotch, and as the conversation went on, they asked me what I did for a living, and I said, "Oh, well, I'm like um, I'm b- I'm bi really as a psychotherapist, but I'm also a pastor of a of a church of a Christian church, a Presbyterian church actually, um, just like a lot of your Presbyterian churches here." And then the wife said, uh, ever so politely oh, you know, that's really interesting and all. And, um, you know, and I I, I really mean this with uh, with no disrespect at all, but um, fuck the church. (laughs) And and then she went on to say, like, why she was upset at the church and stuff, But it's, um, which I could acknowledge the sins of the church and all that. But it was um, this, you know, nice moment in vino veritas, as they say, in wine there's the truth, in whiskey there's the truth. So she told me her honest feeling, but... I think it was we, we bridged the gap a little bit between her misunderstanding us about Christianity some but um, I was happy for her unvarnished take on on uh, the Christian church <laughs> and that's my story folks from Creef Scotland
2: so he he did not really emphasize
1: what happened that night which is a woman laying on a bench <laughs> popping up saying no disrespect fuck the church <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, of course, like yeah. Matthias and I were driving back with him he's telling this story and yeah, it, yeah. it happened right next to us and it, it, he he went on to give the rest of the conversation yeah yeah
3: yeah
1: and I thought man there is, like what Brian said there's something really beautiful about whatever happened there yeah because she said that and and Brian's a super compassionate guy yeah yeah so he immediately went into like okay like, like tell me more like you <laughs> went to counselor mode yeah that's right and and they talked for a little while then she laid back down and boom
0: she's out <laughs> <laughs> i i love that her uh honest Declaration was not necessarily a conversation ender. As far as Brian was concerned, it was the beginning of a conversation. And isn't that
1: awesome? That's a conversation starter. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. Most people would think, "Well, (laughs) we're we're done." Oh, wow, why? That's that's a fascinating thing, especially starting with no disrespect and then to say
0: that. Yeah, I love that. No disrespect, but. <laughs> I know. And,
1: and Brian and I were talking just a few hours ago about, well, should I just say F the church? And it's like, no, say it like she, this is what she said. Yeah, yeah. This is her deal. And plus we have like an adult rating on this podcast anyways. Yeah. I don't know when that started. Well, it, evidently it's a lot of sex talk, so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, that was an amazing night uh, just to – that was our first night. No, that was the second night we were with locals. There's a lot of
0: interesting local people. Uh, you have more night stories than I do. I, I went to bed early, uh, although like a worried parent. I mean, you kept me up. You guys kept me up. I, I couldn't get to sleep that first night. I'm staying up till 1 o'clock in the morning until I can hear you get home. It was closer to
1: Yeah, And you should have because that night we didn't know where we were going. We ended up in a very...
0: You wound up up in a very rowdy pub in a seamy part of town, didn't you?
1: I did think... Well, that was the problem. Everyone else in our group thought it might be funny that a fight might break out between us and the locals. (laughs) I didn't think that was funny because I did enough violent crime awareness. Uh, I used to teach seminars on that, and I was thinking, no, seriously... This might end (laughs) in a fight. And on that night that Brian's talking about when we said where we were the night before, they said, oh, that's that's not a good place to be. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got some other stories from guys and we want to be about them. Uh, Our next interview that we're going to play, uh, that fellow, our friend Simon, also wrote a note. Oh, he did, you, yeah. Why don't you yeah. read
0: that, and then we'll play what he had to say. Yeah, I got this really nice note from Simon. Uh, and so Simon is from a rural part of England. Just outside of London. N- n- is it? Yes. I thought it's farther away. Okay, but anyway. That's
1: our other Simon. We uh, had two Simons. We found that Britons only have a few names.
0: and There's plenty of Simons, There's apparently. a lot of Simons. Okay, all right. Anyway, he said, he wrote to say, he said, Nate, I wanted to thank you, Aaron, and Tom again mm-hmm. For running such an awesome, life-changing event. I was very blessed and will continue to be. Uh, Like I said, do you never forget how your honesty and bravery and authenticity has impacted so many men in their marriages for good. Your book, which needs a sequel by the way, is an unfiltered classic. Uh, Did you catch that? He called my book a classic. I'm gonna gonna take it. Unfiltered classic. Yeah, okay. Uh, As opposed to a filtered classic. It's kind of, Mentholated classic? I don't know. know. It is an unfiltered classic in a world of, get this phrase, Christian pornography. Which, uh, and he describes Christian pornography as this, the stuff that conveys the dishonest, airbrushed, redacted, and therefore shaming, discouraging, and utterly unhelpful and antithetical diet that so many of us Christians ingest. He says, I mean. Who has teeth like Joel Osteen anyway? (laughs) He said, maybe you've walked in Samson and allied circles for so long that you're oblivious, but the level of reality and trust, Nate, at the retreat was oxygen to me and as rare as rocking horse shit. (laughs) He says, I was once part of a yearly men's retreat that had an intent that started that way. But it became flabby and distracted. Uh, the retreat was a springboard, and the ethos of Samson could evolve, will evolve. I'll, I see you guys as key in bringing back from the cold people who got splattered by religion, hypocrisy, and denial, as well as liberals who secretly crave a Jesus end product that isn't neat or divorced from human warmth. Uh, thanks again. It's uh, going to become a lifestyle for me. Please run another retreat in the U.K. as soon as possible. Meanwhile, I intend to sort out a face-to-face meeting somewhere. Blessings, Simon. Wow. You know,
1: you you reading that, someone could say, how self-aggrandizing that Nate is reading this thing. (laughs) But that is so well written. Yeah. We can just pretend it's not about your book. It's yeah. just...
0: It's about Samson. It, it's about, like,
1: life. What is it? Read the
0: horse, the rocking <laughs> yeah, horse. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah, he says that the authenticity is as rare as rocking horse shit. I have never heard that metaphor before.
1: Simon, if you made that up, you are a genius. If not, thank <laughs> you for bringing it to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's hear it from Simon himself. Uh, our, our first interview, uh, friend Don asked some guys what they were thinking and so let's let's hear from simon himself in case you're curious what his voice actually sounds like
4: hey guys this is uh... don i'm here at uh, in scotland at the samson two thousand nineteen uh... european retreat i'm here with uh... with simon uh... so simon what would you say has been uh, one of the most surprising things about this weekend and one of the most fulfilling things for you this weekend? Wow.
2: Um, it's, uh, where do I begin? I think I've learned a lot of theology. It's been quite living theology heavy, which I didn't expect, which has been really good. So that was discussing things like my villain story, my victim story and my hero story. Uh, I went through the theology of suffering with the guy I was paired with, which was interesting. And uh, the thing I've taken away is I've touched on real accountability over the years as a Christian, but not often. And to suddenly walk into a room with 14 men and get utterly real about shameful, difficult stuff um, within minutes was just amazing and, um, and then you, you start seeing I can be fully known and I can do church in a, in a real helpful way that might resemble question mark Christianity, I don't know, some of it's just religion and um, that, that's given me a lot of hope and a desire to, to um, I really want to get a face to face meeting if I can there were five Brits here um, and then I've heard there's a Dundee group Meeting, which is good, so I'm excited and inspired and really challenged. And uh, I've got lots to think about in my man cave. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother.
1: So, there's there's Simon's thoughts that he was surprised by the what he not just theological, he said, the yeah, you got the living theology, the living theology, yeah, yeah. That I really love that he said that, yeah, because. Sometimes it's easy to say, oh, we're just doing recovery stuff. We're just doing, like, real-life stuff. It's not the, you know, those deep theologians. You know, we can Mm -hmm. tune into that. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. This is—I often, in my own mind and world, think about the peasant theology of Jesus. Jesus' theology was for peasants and real people. Yes. Not for ivory tower intellectuals. Right, right. So there's so much that, that happens in our conversations that isn't, you know, let's break out Burkoff's systematic theology and, and slog through yes. that. Yes, yes. But it doesn't mean it's not deep, because it's deeply important
0: and transformative. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I love that we were talking about the gospel all weekend long. But in in ways that were very directly connected uh, without the use of code words, uh, you know, without, you know, vague generalizations, very specific personal detail connected to our own lives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love what Simon had to say. We have another Simon. That was there this weekend
0: we have a plethora of simon we, we had a plethora of do you even know what a plethora is <laughs> yes, okay <laughs>
1: three amigos right there reference right am i wrong uh <laughs> so uh this simon i've known for a little while love that he got to come and hang out um and honestly having only known simon through the screen yeah he was so much taller than I thought he <laughs> he's a big guy yeah so, yeah yeah for yeah. sure so here's what our other simon had to say loved hearing from him
4: all right i've got uh simon here um so simon uh what what would you say was something that was um probably the most exciting part
2: uh, of this weekend uh, for you I, i think for me personally it's the, the fact that I, I take away um, a different way of thinking uh, related to these sort of issues—it's uh, not an in or out. That am I sober or not sober? It's really, am I living fully? and being the best me that I possibly can be. And anything anything that doesn't match that is less than that. Mm -hmm. So that is a real encouragement which I I take
4: away. And if you were to to you know what what would you what would you say to men who are out, you know, listening listening to this podcast who may be feeling um, feeling isolated uh, and alone in their struggle, uh, what does something like a weekend or, or Samson mean to you? You're not alone. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's always hope. Amen. And someone has always trodden the path that you're treading.
0: You know, to me, I know it's hard to pick up the voices of the guys that Don is interviewing because of all the background conversation. But to me, that background conversation is the most beautiful b- beautiful music in the world. Mm. The, 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 uh, those conversations, you heard that talk in the background, that conversation went on all weekend, and it wasn't surface shit either. I mean, there were times we could joke and we could talk and all that kind of stuff, but um, it, this wasn't a group of guys holding their cards close to their chest Uh, uh, you know, staying, being very careful, not interacting. It's amazing to me uh, how much conversation, good, honest, deep, uh, healthy conversation went on the weekend. And if that's a little distraction in the background, I'll take it. I really
1: liked uh, what Simon was saying was such an important gospel theme, which is what every... What every father wants for his child, his deepest hope, is for them to experience life fully them. Yes. So it's not just, and I've talked to people where they started by saying, well, for them to be happy. And then the more we talk, they're like, no, I don't I don't care about my kid being happy as much as being who they are, living out their potential, living out their gifts. Yeah. That is not a, a human Focus theology.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What what Simon's talking about is God made us in a way that He delights in. Yes. Then He He redeemed us through Christ and empowered us through the Spirit. We've already got the Trinity in this whole mix. Yeah. And every parent desires that. And when we aren't living up to that, it's not an in or out thing, like Simon said. It's just simply heartbreaking. Yeah. That we're we're not experiencing life. Yeah. The way God made us. And I, I love that he that he brings that up. So yeah, and I also love that background sound as well. And you know, sometimes it was just fun. I mean there was times that uh, disc golf was played and some people lost. Yes, people I, I did play
0: I did play golf in Scotland <laughs> at one of the older courses in college. Well, it was frisbee golf, but it was golf. <laughs> and, and, and and I it's amazing. I, I I wish the listeners uh, could have been there. I did post some photos on my Facebook page. I mean, we were on the – we're in Scotland next to a loch playing, <laughs> and and, the, and they they'd cut this course out of these ancient oak trees. We're playing around oak trees and then – Where druids had marched <laughs> the ground. And, 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 and then there's this – one hole takes you past uh, a hill, and the entire side of the hill is a rabbit warren. Oh man, did we have fun talking about that till we had to walk through it and our legs went into the warrens. There must there must have been 150 rabbit holes in this thing. The whole thing was just honeycombed with rabbits. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyways. Yeah, so we yeah, so we did play some frisbee golf too. We right? had some fun. Yeah. All right, well, let's see uh
1: what our next interview holds here uh, from Don.
4: I'm here driving, uh, uh, we're riding back, the other guys are in the taxi in another car, but I am here with uh, Matias and uh, Andrew, and all three of us are virtual guys. So I want to ask a question. The question I have is, guys, what has been the, the, the beauty of, you know, having done nothing but but virtual meetings, what would you say has been the best thing about being here this weekend with you know uh 14 other men uh all around the world for samson the smell the smell no no no, no. (laughs) yeah well i did fart a lot no i'm (laughs) kidding you can't really replicate (laughs) that on virtual no um i think there's just a little bit more realness about it not because guys are being more real but because because
0: it doesn't it doesn't switch off just because the meeting has ended. You still get to hang around with guys, go and walk about the areas and chat and just interact and be. But, you know, it's not... Like, when you have a meeting, obviously you've enjoyed the meeting, but the meeting's done and the video's switched off and you go back to life. But in this kind of setting, it's a little bit different and it
4: just feels that bit better, that much nicer. Right. So, you know, I think... We do our best to replicate uh, with with Slack by chatting, and we can call anybody of our brothers. And sometimes we can even probably do a video chat. But you know, there is that that uniqueness of the the meeting after the meeting, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I particularly loved going to the pub last night, and uh, you know, we were at the Tower Pub, and uh, the the bar, and, you know, in the room next door was doing the Champions League. Uh, you know, Liverpool was playing Tottenham, and I didn't really care about either of those teams. Uh, Matias just loves soccer, so uh, you know. But I loved the fact that we had that that time together. The value of the, the meeting after the meeting, and for me, just being able to walk with a guy one on one throughout the you know throughout the day on Saturday and explore our shit, you know. Um, talking about you know I think the, the focusing on our stories from a flesh perspective of I am a villain I am a victim I am a hero and then hearing today and reminding us about our gospel narrative is that I am a restored son of the sovereign Lord I know all that but to be able to, to share that one on one with brothers and and, and in conversation was, was huge. What about you Matthias? <sighs>
5: For me, there, you know, two differences that I that I see. One is this was a retreat, uh, two days, and, and then you have a meeting, which is normally one hour. Yeah. So, so there is, you get so much closer to people. Um, you have so much more time to talk. There is no time limitation whatsoever. Even though we said, <sighs> couldn't it be one week? Yeah. No. so that is that is one thing and then there is a difference between a physical meeting and a uh, virtual meeting even though with um, zoom we can now see each other which i think it's much more it's much much better than you know just being on the phone but (laughs) you sit in a circle closer Mm -hmm. or we sat in a meeting closer and, and that that is a difference yeah and Christianity, you know, sometimes it's very theoretical, being in a room, uh, talking to each other, seeing each other, you know, it becomes much more real, so these are my two yeah. The differences. Yeah, amen.
4: So, all you virtual guys out there, if you uh, have the chance to go on the retreat, coming up uh, in November, um, do it. Uh, You know, a a number of us spent a good amount of money to get over here, but I was thinking about the fact that I spent thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars on porn. Um, And, uh, you know, we, we reaped the negative cost of that and yet to spend whatever it cost me to get over here for, I mean, for me from Germany wasn't as expensive as some of the guys that came from the States, but I'm pretty sure everybody would say it was worth it. So just make a public service announcement, do whatever you can to, uh, to get to, uh, to get to that retreat and you will, uh, you will not be sorry. Save up. Save up. Yeah. Save
0: up. Put some money yeah. away in a hole somewhere every month. And eventually you'll have enough. Yeah,
4: amen. Yep. And then you'll you'll experience it. That's good.
1: Thanks, Andrew. I love that you're hearing these for the first time. I yeah. had to put these together, but you yeah, you yeah. heard. So <laughs> what what did you think of what uh
0: Don and Andrew and Matias had to say? Well well, I first of all I do love Matias's uh, he's Swedish, can you tell? No, he's not well, Swedish. He's, he's German. He's German. Don't he's do he's well. German, but he lives in Sweden. Yeah, Matthias, I'm I'm standing up for you right now. <laughs> uh, and clearly, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Just yeah. uh, and sweet.
1: Hey, well, I loved how he said, uh, you know, how easily Christianity can become theoretical, theoretical. Yeah. But then, when you're in a room across from another man, yeah, you know, that's what we were talking about before. We, you don't. Uh, abandon the theology in that moment but the theology becomes yeah incarnate it, and it has a
0: body yeah and i actually thought it was it was poignant the way andrew described the feeling at the end of a virtual meeting when you switch off the video mm. and now you go back to real life and of course the same thing happens in face to face meetings and that same thing happens after a retreat the retreat does come to an end and you do yeah. go back to real life but but yeah. there's two things that you're going to hear throughout these interviews is how
1: important the meeting after the meeting is. Yes. Like every guy talks about how having a chance to connect afterwards. I don't know how many times when I explain Samson to people, I, I you know, I say it's three things. It's a meeting. It's a meeting after the meeting. It's having a Silas. Yeah. If you take any of those out, it's it's not a Samson experience. It right. doesn't work right. Yeah. And I've lived without, uh, you know, different parts of that through various... Uh, Versions of Samson, uh, and you're going to hear how important that was. But also with these virtual guys, after they met face to face, so many that I talked to said we can go back to the virtual and it will feel different right. because we've met face to face. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a reality as well that it doesn't have to be. You know, if you can only do virtual, that's cool. I mean, I remember years ago talking to a guy in Texas that drove a tractor in a very small town uh, in the yeah in the middle of nowhere in Texas and he was saying what do I do yeah and I tried to encourage him to you know how to start a meeting and he was like everybody in my church is over 80 yeah and I you know I was trying to say well that could be cool <laughs> you know I don't, I don't know what to say so it's so different now that he could have that so if that's all you can get that's great yeah and with the slack I don't even know what that means. I saw guys use it last (laughs) weekend for the first time.
0: Oh, Slack is a great just ongoing uh, chat, multiple channeled chat uh, app that allows guys to carry on conversations uh, along themes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and a lot of the virtual guys uh, are in uh, the, the virtual guys started the Slack deal.
1: Yeah. So they so they have a group. They can keep the conversation going. Right. They need to talk. So it's there's that if you're virtual and you can come to a place. And I remember last year in Nashville when guys met for the first time. that was so fun to watch. Then they go back and their virtual group is totally different. Yeah. So uh, these are they're they're talking about some important things that I think apply to a lot of guys. All right, well, let's see what, what's coming next here from Don, because, uh, you know, you never know what'll come. You just, you, you just uh, set Don loose with a tape recorder, didn't you? I, I did. Well, it wasn't a tape recorder, as we stopped using those in nineteen. <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, so some
0: electronic, uh, electronic equivalent thereof. Solid state, no moving parts.
4: It was just his phone.
0: Okay. But here's what he got on his phone
4: next. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm here with Daniel. Daniel is... Uh, Came to our weekend, and he um, is from Ukraine, and he's got a pretty awesome story. Um, so, coming into the weekend, what did you did? did you
6: have any expectations? Uh, I definitely had, and hopes and expectations, just that it was going to be enlightening helpful just to be around people who are further down the road than I am. <laughs> <laughs> further down the road. <laughs> Sorry. I well, like just, get... just a lot more experience, a yeah. lot more, you know, just yeah. honestly for me where I'm at, I've gone to... I live in Ukraine. I'm an expat living abroad. Mm-hmm. I went to my pastor earlier this year in a number of situations. I've been looking for a mentor and mm-hmm. not been able to find that. Someone who is... C- constantly checking in recognizing their weaknesses and understanding that my value doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I looked you know, looked at porn this week or just was successful in sin management mm-hmm. it's much more about digging into the heart and so for me in the past several years um, Nate and Aaron at the, with the podcast have been some of the mentors mm-hmm. that I've had because they are guys who have been living this life and digging in for a while. So, yeah, the expectation was come and learn from these guys and be able to just see others and be seen.
4: Yeah, yeah. What did you think about kind of the content, this idea of, of, you know, our narrative and and the narrative that we tell ourselves versus, like, the
6: gospel narrative? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working slowly a lot slower than I would have wanted to through my step four and the step four is just the moral inventory Mm. and it can be really negative especially the first time through
4: more the villain and the victim
6: yeah the villain and the victim aspect and so I, I really appreciated being able to do that and have someone do that with me back instead of it's just it's me doing that by myself and asking people to help um, I appreciated doing that together as a group. That was amazing. And then I also liked the aspect we we did the hero track. You know, I am the villain, I am the victim, and I am the hero. Um, I liked the positive aspect. And then bringing it, definitely bringing it down to the gospel. and like, who are you really? I'm a restored son of the living God. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that I've met these guys and I want to go have virtual yeah. meetings. You know, with you and with with Ben and Paul and others because I know you now. Yeah. That that helps a lot. Me too. And it's, for me, I know, you know, I sit at my church and looking around, wondering how many guys feel like I felt two years ago, just terrified, alone, and just almost hopeless almost yeah. like on that verge you know
4: like you're the only guy you must be the only missionary who's going through this yeah you know like everybody else has got their shit together or something
6: yeah and so feeling that and to to where like now I look around going I know over half these guys feel that same way mm-hmm. and just hoping that we can we can bridge that and just say stick up a flag saying anybody who needs who feels alone come over here just give it a shot
1: There's a lot in that. Uh, I I was blessed to get to hang around Daniel for three days, three and a half days. Yeah. After the retreat, what what a great heart! What an interesting guy, and a guy it's just fun to be around. Yeah. There was something he said that struck me. Uh, his desire for a mentor. Mm-hmm. I had such a deep desire for a mentor from. My late teens. Yeah. I actually went to three different guys asking them to mentor me. Yeah. And I was rejected by all of them. And after the third one, when I was in my early 20s, I was like, okay, screw it. I'm done. Uh, there's nobody out there. And in the end, I never did find that old, wise, sage, that experienced guy to be a mentor. But what I did find were men to walk with. Yes. And I never even thought that was an option. Yeah. Not
0: a mentor, but men with. I like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And and so, man,
1: when Daniel was talking about that, it just kind of clicked with me that it, I, I stopped wanting it after I found men to be with.
0: I, I here's what yeah, I I had the same experience hunting for mentors. And and then all of a sudden In the blink of an eye, everybody's looking at you to be the mentor, right? Well, you're pretty old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but here's what I have found. It really is men with. It it amazes me uh, the many uh, voices that God uses to talk to me. And uh, sometimes the uh, encouragement or correction or instruction or the kick in the ass I need Uh, comes from somebody else. Sometimes it comes from my own mouth as I'm giving some word of advice to somebody else, and it suddenly hits me that that's exactly what I need to hear. Man,
1: how many times are we our own mentor through the power of the Holy Spirit
0: when we're in community with other people? But these conversations, these helpful conversations, uh, the wisdom that I need seems to come at the right time as long as I am not alone. Or if I'm—and or and I think it's dangerous if I put all my hope in one man to have all the answers for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look back trying
1: to think what I was actually after when I wanted that so yeah. badly. Yeah, yeah. I had a great dad. I, I, I don't think I was in search of a surrogate father. Mm-hmm. It was something else. Um, I think a lot of it for me was approval of someone to look at me and say, you got it, kid. Yeah. you uh-huh. I don't even think it was as much, uh, I mean, Daniel's coming from a much more humble perspective. I think I wanted someone to see what qualities I already had and to affirm them, not mm-hmm. even to learn something from yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. But that is still one of those gospelless realities that I already have that completely in Christ. Mm-hmm. I don't need somebody else to say that I've got it because I am complete in Christ. Now I need other people to help me learn how to live out what I already have. Yeah. And uh, and that's the difference. So, yeah, I love it. So we've got one more little bit here. This is when we are in Edinburgh all together. On Sunday night, we have just walked around Edinburgh Castle together. Uh, what
0: do you call it? Turbo Turbo? Tourist, turbo tourism. Let's oh, yeah. go, man.
1: Yeah, we we rocked that castle. <laughs> uh, we conquered that.
0: We, we did the Royal Mile. We
1: did the we did the castle. Blew through St Giles. That's right. Thank you, John Knox. Goodbye, John Knox. Here we go. <laughs> uh, and we ended up at this not fancy pub, but it was one of two places we found a pool table. And the only place with a dartboard. Okay. And so uh here here are some words. Now just know, you know, if if you're if you got sensitive ears, this is the beginning of conversations about testicles. It's only gonna get worse from here. So, you know, if you feel like you just want this to well, if you want to have an elevated view of any of us.
0: <laughs> turn off turn off the uh, podcast right now. We'll see you next week
1: on the Pirate Monk <laughs> Podcast.
2: Uh,
0: so here we are from the pub. Okay.
4: What's the What's the name of this pub?
5: Foot
4: What is it? Footlights. Foot, foot Lights.
5: Foot,
4: foot Lice. Foot Lights. Foot We're here in a small Footloose. town <laughs> that doesn't allow dancing. <laughs>
7: <laughs> Kevin Bacon is with us.
4: That's right. That's right. Uh, so, Mike, you know, you're, you're like me, the experience of the uh, the meeting after the meeting, well, I, you know.
7: Well, this is this is kind of my first time in a meeting after the meeting, since yeah. I usually only do the virtual meetings, yeah. and uh, this has been one of the more enjoyable experiences that
4: I've had in a long time. Even though we're playing billiards and we suck at it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> that's it, <but> right. That's <laughs> incidental. That's right. That's right. Actually, yes. oh, yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got Jason here. Jason's also uh, – but he, he's actually – Jason's done a couple of uh, – um, we're doing our, our interviews here. Oh, Jason, really. Jason's done a you've – actually, you've actually done a couple of in-person meetings.
7: Uh, I have.
4: Yeah, but I do, have, you, do you do the meetings after the meetings with your in-person um, meetings? No,
7: no, which is kind no. of disappointing. Okay. So
4: I go to Scotland when <laughs> I need a meeting after the meeting. Right, this is like, this is like a, the, the weekend on steroids meeting after the meeting. Oh, absolutely. Right? So we're we're, still we're meeting. Yeah, that's right. We're staying for a couple of days in Edinburgh. This to, is the epic. To catch this up, is the most <laughs> epic
7: meeting after the meeting that Samson has ever seen. That's
4: right. Yeah. It's true. It's true. So once again, I'm, I'm just going to give my pitch. If you are a virtual guy and you haven't been to a retreat, you got to do it.
7: It's my shot and I agree. Uh, yeah,
4: that's right. It's his shot. Sorry. Yeah. And knowing that, that Aaron doesn't edit anything... I don't know what he's going to do with this one, but you know, yeah. Most of our uh, most of our our, our our foreign brothers are gone. Ben still Ben still here, holding down the fort with the uh, Europeans. But uh, yeah, all right. More to follow. Tom's still here. He's 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 still here. Uh, he just raised a glass. You can't really see that because well, it's a recording.
1: Jason's a really nice guy, but he's hitting the ball really hard on these British pockets that are half as big. You can't hit balls into pockets when it's half as big at a hard velocity. I just want to say that, but Jason's doing a great job. His attitude's good. He's looking good. He's got a great outfit on. And he's got two beers in hand. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
4: Please please stop talking about balls. He said the nice stuff at the end. That's right. Except the fact that you're talking about balls. All right. We're
5: moving on.
1: So uh, you think I'm not going to edit that (laughs) out? Well, there you go. Tedious as that may have been. That was uh, us playing pool with some locals. Okay. uh, And and playing different rules. We've got one more clip, which I'm going to leave for the end. Um, Okay. We're going to end it. Okay. And then they can listen if they want, because that's really where the testicle talk starts. Nobody needs that. We're also going to have some haggis conversation. It's actually a bit of banter at... Uh, the retreat pub when we experienced our haggis. You know, the haggis was not bad. No, no you talk about it in this uh, recording. Do I? Do I talk about it? I'm, you got me on tape?
0: Oh, no. Okay. All right.
1: I, I love that you're about to say what you already said. Uh, All right. Yeah. No, I I agree. I, I would actually explain why I agree, but I also explain that in the okay. next segment. Okay. okay. Uh, so, yeah, what, what do we got? We don't have anything to announce
0: coming up except get ready for November. Get ready for November. I think we're going to be adding some workshops here. Uh, we only announced four workshops uh, on the front end, uh, but uh, guys are registering at a good clip, and I, uh, and I think to accommodate those who are coming, we're going to add some workshops. Also, I really do want to encourage uh, road trip thinking.
1: Road trip thinking.
0: Yeah. So if you are within driving distance of Tennessee, where that retreat be How held, many hours would you put that at? Well, I don't we know. Had, guys have driven Texas for 12, guys. 16 hours yeah. to get to this before. All right. So uh, those whatever are, those, driving. Those are road
1: warriors. Road trippers are more like six or seven. Yeah. But
0: you might be a road warrior. Yeah. But I got to tell you, there is, you can. There's a wonderful way to capture the ethos of the meeting after the meeting, and even the meeting before the meeting by road tripping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found that you get a bunch of guys, and if you already have established some rapport and some connection on your way there, however tentative, now you've got a little momentum and a head start on everybody else when the retreat begins. And then, if you've got that trip on the way back, to to. Yeah. To, to to debrief, process, yeah. de- and process, and reconnect, you can get so much more out of the retreat. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm toying with the idea. I don't. It's premature to announce anything, but I think we're going to try to do something special for road trippers. We also will try to we we mentioned this. We'll try to make the technology
1: happen where there's a bulletin board of some sort where if somebody's road tripping, you can say I'm driving from blank, yeah, and other people can see it and say. Can you give me a ride? Okay. And that way we can connect people. Okay, yeah. So yeah. even if you want to start by just emailing Nate, I mean, don't email me. Um,
7: <laughs> but if you want to
1: email Nate, uh, he'll keep track of that, give it to Tom, and
0: we'll figure out some way to get the information out. Sure. Send me an email. Just send it here to PirateMonkPodcast at gmail.com, and we will do everything we can. We have not yet constituted the transportation team for the weekend, uh, but that will be set up soon. Meanwhile, I'll, I'll handle inquiries. And though our time was beautiful in Scotland,
1: the place that we're meeting, same one as last year, I don't remember the name. Uh, Lakeshore
0: Camp in Ewa, Tennessee. Yeah.
1: Totally beautiful. Uh, and hopefully this coming year during intimate times they'll be having the Civil War reenactment. You'll hear <laughs> cannon fire. It'll be, it'll be spectacular. <laughs>
0: but it, re- it really was a beautiful setting. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder who wins the Civil War in this year's reenactment. (laughs) Do they
6: flip a
1: coin or have a town meeting? I don't know. I haven't been to one yet, but, man, now that I'm in the South, i got to check that out
0: (laughs) because I want to see how it ends. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, hey, this has been a, a great conversation. Good to see you back home on this side of the pond. Good to see that you've recovered. Uh, So you're going to close us out with some testicle talk? Is that how this is going to end? Yeah,
1: if you want to stick around, uh, and please don't feel obligated. (laughs) Uh, If you want to stick around for testicles and haggis, uh, here it is. And so uh, we will see you next time here on the Pirate Monk Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> All right, we're sitting here, Jason, at the, uh, where are we? We're at the, the, the gas tower. the, Scott, gastro. G- t-
7: towering in
1: Creef yeah. yeah, and, uh, we just
7: had dinner, and we finished up our dinner with some, uh, what do we have? I believe the, uh, culinary terminology was haggis balls. It's not haggis balls, they were haggis, uh, bonbons. 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 They look. they look like, uh, testicles. I mean, they're very, they're
1: kind of perfect. Anyways, but yeah, if you had perfect, well, see, I don't
7: want to talk about yours. Anyways, so how did you enjoy your uh, bonbons? They, they were exquisite. Uh, Nate had one, Tom had one. I think we all liked the balls. Yeah. Right, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> we like balls. We that, like balls.
0: It, it was uh, it was it was not bad <laughs> I, I agree with that
1: statement. There was nothing I can point to that was bad about it And yet I still feel uncomfortable for the haggis. What what is haggis made of
0: two lonely balls sitting in the bowls
1: And nobody is touching them. <laughs> it's like a junior high dance. It's let's put it. Let's put it in the corner of the room and let it just watch all the rest of the fun See,
7: that's,
4: that's the reason that's the reason why if you watch the movie so i married an axe murderer mike meyer says that haggis was born on a dare
1: so so what is haggis nate real quick just give it and then we're gonna jason's gonna explain what excited him most about the haggis balls but I
0: have—I actually have no idea what
1: haggis is.
7: Somehow, oh yeah, sheep intestines are involved. See, I'm glad you're telling me. All right, Jason's brought it up on Wikipedia or something. It's got to be true. I'm so glad you asked, Aaron. (laughs) Haggis is a savory pudding containing sheep's pluck, mixed with onion, oatmeal, suet, spices, and salt. Yes, mixed with stock and cooked, while traditionally encased in the animal's stomach. Uh, so it's kind of a sheep stomach with a bunch of uh, stuff that's a little bit gross, but tastes really good when deep fried. It does prove that anything deep fried tastes fine. And you wanted to make sure on the podcast that the listeners were aware of what? I witnessed you uh, portioning out these haggis balls with your credit card. It was a debit card. Uh, sorry, a debit card, and then proceeding to lick your debit card to clean it of the haggis uh, remnants.
1: I don't know why that was important to you, but it has now been stated.
7: It happened, and uh, I feel like my debit card is the better for it. Uh, can can I borrow it? Because there's still two balls here. We need to cut up.
4: Yes, you can. <laughs> cu- you can cut
7: the remaining balls with my debit card. Oh.